0: Hello, Riley here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Stand up for your country, not Ireland, America. We're American. I'm Irish American. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my family at the end of the broadcast. I think you'll find it interesting because it plays into uh, current culture of victimization in America. So that's. at the end, in the final thought. The lead story tonight is uh, the Biden interview, as I promoted last night. Um, So I knew that this was not going to be anything, and it wasn't. And uh, it's George Stephanopoulos' fault, because he's not a journalist. He shouldn't be doing these interviews. Disney, which owns ABC News, doesn't care one whit about bringing valid information to the American people. If it didn't, it wouldn't have a program like The View under the news banner. Remember, I worked at ABC for two years. I had two good years there. Um, I worked closely with Peter Jennings. I appeared on World News Tonight more than 100 times in two years, which if you ask any network correspondents, pretty good. Uh, I did a lot of work for ABC. Specials, investigations, all of that. And I really learned a lot there, and I respected the corporation that I worked for. I didn't have any beef with ABC when I was there. The reason I left was because Inside Edition doubled my salary and put in my contract. I could cover any story in the entire world that I wanted to cover. I mean, I think that was a unique thing in any news person's contract, and therefore I did. I went to the Berlin Wall coming down, I went to Vietnam, I went to Thailand, I went to Australia, I went all over the place for Inside Edition. When I told Peter Jennings I was leaving, that was it. I said, Peter, I'm never going to get an opportunity like this to travel the world to cover stories that I select on the corporation's dime. He knew it. He mean nobody gets that. And I was lucky enough to get it. So anyway, back to little Georgie Stephanopoulos. So... As you know, I mean, Joe Biden doesn't want to talk to the press. He is going to give uh, a press conference a week from tomorrow, March 25th. I don't know why they chose that day. Um, It'll be 64 days, um, and he'll give a press conference. That breaks the record in modern times of U.S. presidents avoiding the press. So Joe Biden is now number one. We're number one. Yay. Okay, so let me – I have Bernie Goldberg warming up in a bullpen, and I I don't want to – I want to spend some time with him. Not personally, because that that would be ridiculous, but journalistic time uh, with Goldberg. So I'm not going to – I'm going to get there pretty quick, but I want to tell you a few things. When you do a presidential interview, and I've done five of them, all right, three with Obama. uh, I've done more than five. I mean, I I did a bunch with Donald Trump. I did uh, some with uh, Bill Clinton, Jimmy Carter. Uh, when you do, when you interview, all right, a president, it's totally different because you got to respect the office. You can't call him a pinhead. You can't say you're a liar. Can't do that, all right, because that's disrespectful to the office. But you can challenge. But Georgie, he, he has no interest in that at all. The second thing is that you have to bring facts. You have to come in armed and dangerous with facts and anticipate what the interview subject, the president, is going to say. You know that Biden is not going to say, I screwed the border up. He's not. He's going to blame it on Trump or say it's not that bad. That's what he's going to do. Any journalist knows that. So you've got to be prepared for that, to counter that. If you really care about getting information, honest information, to the folks with Georgie Stephanopoulos doesn't. And I'm not attacking him personally. He is a Democrat first, a show business GM guy second, journalism is like 18th on the list. He doesn't care. And if Disney cared, they would have had somebody else do the interview. All right. so. When you go in with facts, that's hard for people to refute, all right? And you got to back it up. you got to say this is what the Border Patrol says or whatever it may be. Okay. So the key fact is that the Border Patrol says publicly this is the worst invasion of migrants across the southern border in 20 years. That's a fact. Biden can't say, oh, it's not, all right? That's the fact, Jack or Joe. The second thing is the invasion began the day after Joe Biden won the presidency in November because before that, Donald Trump had said, you're not getting into the migrants. If you come here, you're going to wait in Mexico until we figure out your request. And if we catch you, we're kicking you right back to Mexico. You can't stay here. You're not going to get on a bus and go anywhere. That's why the caravans and all the chaos that we saw in the beginning and middle of Trump administration stopped. Because the people from Central America weren't going to pay $5,000 to the drug cartels to get them here just to be kicked back. See, you don't, if you're a migrant, you don't come to the border on your own. The border is controlled by drug cartels who will kill you, rape you, rob you. Okay? Nobody just wanders on up from Guatemala. It's way too dangerous. You hire people to take you up here, and then they pay the cartels for entree. That's how it works. Does Joe Biden know that? I don't know. I would have asked him to see what his frame of reference is, but not Georgie, because Georgie doesn't know and doesn't care. That's the key. Okay. So right now, there are 15,000 kids, minors, in the custody of the U.S. federal government. So many, they have to move them up to Dallas, hundreds of miles away from the border, and put them in a the convention center. That's Trump's fault? It's just, it's, when you hear Pelosi and these people say that, that should anger you. I mean, if a person lies to my face, it angers me, and it should anger you. Remember Barney Frank. And if you don't remember, Google O'Reilly Barney Frank. All right. So let's get to the interview. I got five clips for you. The first one is Georgie asking about the border because his producers said to him, you got to open with the border because that's the big story. Roll it.
1: Let's talk about the crisis
2: at the border. Some heartbreaking scenes down there Yeah. right now. And a lot of the migrants coming in saying they're coming in because you promised to make things better. It seems to be getting
3: worse by the day. Was it a mistake not to anticipate this surge? Well, first of all, there was a surge the last two years in, in, in 19 and 20. There was a surge as well. This I'm, one might be worse. No, well, it could be. But here's the deal. First of all, the idea that Joe Biden said come because I, I heard the other day that they they're coming because they know I'm a nice guy and I won't do You're what Trump did. this yeah well here's the deal they're not the adults are being sent back number one number two what do you do with an unaccompanied child that comes to the border do you repeat what Trump did you take them from their mothers
0: okay here's the deal nobody's taken anybody from their mothers because 75 percent of the Minors coming over are between 15 and 17 years old and they're males. Now, Stephanopoulos should have known that. What do, you mean, what do you mean, taking away the mothers? You think these are kindergarten kids walking across the Rio Grande River? Is that what you think? 75% are 15 to 17 years old and they're men. George. Uh, 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 uh. So, does Biden know that? I don't know what Biden knows. It's my job as a journalist to find out. I would say, Mr. President, do you, are you unaware that 75% are males in their late teens? They're not taking them away from their mothers. Mothers have nothing to do with this. Okay. Soundbite number two. Um, we are in the migrant zone still.
3: I can say quite clearly don't come and what we're in the process of getting set up and it's not going to take a whole long time is to be able to apply for asylum in place. So don't leave your town or city or community. We're going to make sure we have facilities in those cities and towns run by DHS and also access with HHS to health and human services to say you can apply for asylum from where you are right now. Make your case.
0: All right. So he says he's going to put um, American facilities in El Salvador and Honduras and Guatemala and all little towns so people can go there and apply for asylum. Maybe he will. I doubt it. That's a huge undertaking, but maybe he will. But why would people do that? Because as soon as they get here and put one foot on U.S. soil and say, I want asylum Biden puts them on a bus wherever they want to go. He did not send them back. You say the word asylum, and it's the same word in Spanish as it is in English. You're here. You're here. And then five years later, maybe your case will be heard if they can even find you. All right. Now, Georgie should have known that. But why would anybody stay down there? That is the solution, by the way. But you'd have to have a wall and you'd have to do what the Trump people did, send them right back. You can't let them stay here. Who do you think's going on the buses everywhere? Those are asylum seekers, Mr. President. Do you not know that? I mean, you know, the mayor of Brownsville's jumping up and down going, we can't process these people. And the government's handing them 1100 bucks when they get on that bus. Does Biden not know that? Georgie obviously doesn't know it. All right. Third soundbite. Um, here's the deal. Can we can we refrain on that, Mr. President? Off camera, I might have told him that. Um, this is about Cuomo.
3: Here's my position, it's been my position since I wrote the Violence Against Women Act. A woman should be presumed to telling the truth and should not be scapegoated and become victimized by her coming forward, number one. But there should be an investigation to determine whether what she says is true. That's what's going on now. And you've been very clear, if the investigation confirms the claims, he's gone. That's what I think happens. And by the way, it may very well be. There could be a criminal prosecution that is attached to it.
0: All right. Now, Biden has his own accusation. You all remember that? Press buried it. They deep-sixed it along with Hunter. But he had his own. Now, does Biden um, remember that? So, I'm sitting there. Do I ask him about that? Woman's name was Tara Reid. Do I ask him about that? If... Stephanopoulos asked him, he would never again have access to Joe Biden. Any journalist who asked Biden about that face-to-face, blackballed forever. So that's a tough one. But when you open the door like that and say, hey, Governor Cuomo could be prosecuted. And you got your own. And by the way, everybody has their own. I I don't know a powerful man. Most of it you don't hear about. But I don't know. I think it's the majority of powerful men in the country have been accused. Okay, next soundbite. Tax rise, go.
3: Anybody making more than $400,000 will see a small to a significant tax increase. If you make less than $400,000, you won't see one single penny in additional federal tax.
0: All right, a bunch of, you know, everybody's going to pay more on a tax rise because corporations, as we explained yesterday, are going to pass that along to consumer. All right, okay. Last one. Um, now, this is pretty funny. I'm going to lighten it up here. Go.
2: Is Major out of the doghouse?
3: Yeah, man. <laughs> The answer is yes. Major was a rescue pup. Major did not bite someone and penetrate the skin. And the dog's being trained now. Our trainer at home in Delaware. He was going home. I didn't banish him to home. Jill was going to be away for four days. I was going to be away for two. So we took him home.
0: All right. Yeah. this is going to surprise you. I would have asked that question. I wouldn't have said his major in the doghouse, but I would have said, "How would have the dog. I heard he... I already bit President Trump or, you know, something like that. Because people want to know about the dog. And it's not bad to have a little levity at the end of an interview. So I'm not going to get on Georgie for that. Okay. Let's bring in Bernie uh, Goldberg. I was going to say Bernie Sanders. I'd love to have Bernie Sanders on the program. But Bernie Goldberg is with us from North Carolina. He is the purveyor of a very fine website that you would enjoy. So please check it out. BernardGoldbergOneWord.com all right. So you heard me. Uh, am I being unfair to Stephanopoulos?
2: Well, first, if you're going to have me as a guest on your program, the least you can do is get my name right. Today, it's Bernie O. Goldberg. OK.
0: O. Goldberg. O. Yeah.
2: <laughs> OK. <laughs> okay let's, let's just say, Bill, that nobody's going to confuse George Stephanopoulos with Mike Wallace or, or with you, for that matter. Uh, Because Mike Wallace, you or I, would have asked a few follow-up questions. Let me give you just two examples. The COVID relief bill and the border. On the COVID relief bill, President Biden correctly said most Americans approve of the relief bill. According to the polls, he's absolutely right. I would have said, and I think you would have said, and Mike would have said, Uh, Do you think that most Americans also approve of the part of the bill where you're giving taxpayer money to convicted felons who are still in prison? Do you think they know that that part passed without a single Republican vote and that Democrats wouldn't compromise on that? And by the way, while we're on the subject, Mr. President, why is that in the bill, a COVID relief bill in the first place? That's the COVID relief bill. On the border, the president is not taking responsibility, as you said, for anything. Anything he's blaming the former president for for what's going on on the border. Again, I would have said, I think you would have said, and Mike Wallace would have said, Mr. President, you announced to the whole world that if you come into this country legally or otherwise, you get free health care. You've announced that you won't build any more walls. You announced that you've instructed ICE not to deport anyone who's been charged with assault or drunk driving. You've also announced that you want to give amnesty not only to Dreamers, but to immigrant farm workers who are alien immigrants. Do you really think, Mr. President, that that didn't encourage the the surge of immigrants who are on our border right now as we speak? but he didn't do any of that. Joe Biden has a knack, Bill, for speaking like a moderate, but governing like a progressive leftist. And he gets away with that because of a compliant media and because of interviews like the one we saw today with George Stephanopoulos
0: on ABC News. Do you know uh, George personally?
2: I don't. I'm, I'm willing to accept that he's a nice guy, but as you correctly said, Journalism is way down on the list of how he would describe himself or how any reasonable person would describe him.
0: Okay, so I know him uh, and uh, he interviewed me a number of times and he was pretty fair to me, I, I have to say. He never did cheap shots or anything like that. But when I watch him, I know that this isn't a guy who wants to ruffle any feathers ever. So my question then becomes... Why would Disney, the parent company, not have, you know there are other people in the news organization at ABC who can conduct a hard news interview? Why wouldn't they say no, this is the guy that's going to do it? Why?
2: I think I think you already answered that. Because they don't care. This is not this is not about journalism as far as a company like Disney is concerned. Disney's not concerned they leave that to ABC News. A better question would be, why did the president of ABC News let George Stephanopoulos do the interview? And the answer is because the president of ABC News doesn't care either. This is about show business, Bill. This but is about when you
0: have all the corporate media. So you and I came up in a system where there was at least some effort to glean information. All right. So yeah, we we used a we used a clip of Edward R. Murrow the other day, taken apart, uh, Senator uh, McCarthy of Wisconsin in the 50s. So that was a system that you and I came up in. Now that system is gone. I I agree with you. Corporations don't care at all. All of them. There's not one that wants to inform the American public. Not one. Totally agree. How much of a danger is that to the American people? That's a very good question, because
2: what we saw today and what we see in a compliant media isn't only about the media's reputation, which is shot through and through because of what we've been talking about for the past few minutes. It's also about the American people's right to know certain things. In in a free country, we need information to make decisions. And if we're gonna get interviews like the one we got today where he was polite, he was civil, and that's all good, but he wasn't pressing anything, then the American people don't know why, for instance, on the COVID relief bill, why people who committed heinous crimes or are still in prison are getting money. That, that's almost like a Saturday Night Live skit. And yet we don't know the answer to that because it wasn't asked. So it isn't only about the reputation of journalists. It's also about the American people's right to know. Right. And corporations, I agree with you, none of them, not, not of the them. Not ABC, NBC and CBS, not the cable stations. They just them. want ratings, numbers, and the money that goes along with it. And if you and, do a
0: coming interview, access. Ratings, that's a success. And they want access. Last question, I get a lot of letters uh, from people who say, well, Stephanopoulos gave Biden the questions in advance and he knew what was coming. The negotiation to do the interview, the interview happened in Darby, Pennsylvania, when yesterday um, Joe Biden went to visit some store uh, in Chester, Pennsylvania. and These are suburbs of Philadelphia. And then he segued wait over, and he sat down with Stephanopoulos to do it. The negotiation between Biden's people and the producers, not Stephanopoulos himself, but the producers at ABC, always involve what are you going to ask and how are you going to ask it, right? Well, you're,
2: you're touching on something that's very, very important. What they should have done before this interview started, but on air, on camera rather, what they should have done is said, Mr. president, let's just review the ground rules. We've made no promises on what we may ask you or what we may not ask you if that was the case. They should they should do what Oprah did with uh, Harry and, and Megan. She they, we didn't pay you. we didn't we didn't give you any questions in advance. nothing is out of balance. right. I was watching this and I was wondering apparently what you were wondering what deal did they make? What were the conditions that should have been made public? But you know why it wasn't? It's it's not sinister. You and I are journalists. Mike Wallace was a journalist. Ed Murrow was a journalist, although I'm not putting myself in that category. We would we we think of these things. They don't think of these things anymore. They just
0: don't. I know. And they got the interview and everybody wanted it. So but I'm not going to accuse Stephanopoulos of Giving them the questions or anything like that, I'm, i would not, I'll, I'll, never do
2: that. Bill, i am not suggesting that. I'm just saying. I know. I'm saying I
0: just we want should. Everybody know to be what the clear on it, work. right?
2: And by the way, I'm going to be writing a column on this very subject uh, for my website.
0: All right, Bernard Goldberg. One word, Bernard Goldberg. You don't have to put the O in, even though it's St. Patrick's Day. You won't get there That's... if you do. It's bernardgoldberg.com. <laughs> hey, Bernie. Thanks as always. Very uh, interesting. We'll talk to you soon. I hope. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, here was uh, Mr. Biden's schedule today at 8 a.m. He went to St. Patrick's Mass at St. Joseph on Brandywine in Wilmington, Delaware. He was home last night. Uh, then he went back to the White House. Then at one o'clock, he met with the Irish Prime Minister, Mikhail Martin, for a meeting, and that was it. That, that was it. <laughs> the, it, it. The pattern is he does two things. So he did mass, he did the meeting with the Ireland. Now, Ireland's a mess because of COVID. They shut it all down, and they depend on tourism over there, and you can't get in there. I want to go in June, I can't go. It's a mess. I'm going to do that tomorrow, my producers. Remind me why COVID is so much worse in Europe than it is here. Okay, Um, former President Trump was on uh, Fox News last night, and he addressed the border as well.
4: Go. And we stopped what was coming into Mexico at their northern border. They stopped that, and they stopped it at our southern border. So we had very few people coming in, and we also stopped human trafficking when I say stopped it, made a tremendous dent like has never been made before, and also drug trafficking. So we did a lot of things, and all of that is now eroded. Today, uh, they're coming in, you take a look, they're coming in from all foreign countries. I see they're coming in now from Yemen, they're coming in from the Middle East, they're coming in from everywhere. They're dropping them off, and they're, they're pouring into our country. It's a disgrace. They're going to destroy our country if they don't do something about it.
0: Okay, I would have uh, followed up on saying, what deal did you make with President Obrador to get him to move the troops to the border? I think I know, but I can't say it's a fact. It's an educated opinion. It has to do with tariffs and it has to do with the cartels, but I would have followed up with that. All right, the second soundbite I chose is about the gas.
4: Go. Two the consumer you get a dollar increase in gasoline that's a that's bigger than a tax hike than a big tax hike so it's a terrible thing that's happening and then let's talk about tax hikes they'll be raising taxes at the highest number that we've ever seen it'll be the biggest tax increase in the history of our country to pay for everything and it's it's a very devastating thing it's it's a very sad thing to watch
1: All right.
0: I think the president has been watching the No Spin News because we were the first and I think the only ones to tell you you are being taxed on the gasoline hike. So almost every part of the country, gallon gas is up big since Biden came in because he threatened the oil and gas companies, stopped the pipeline, stopped the drilling on federal land. So what do you think is going to happen? Okay. Now, Donald Trump also said in that interview he would not have consented to meet the Chinese in Anchorage, Alaska. They're going to have a little uh, meeting tomorrow. Secretary of State's going to meet with uh, their uh, Secretary of State, China's Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. Um, And Trump said, I wouldn't have done that. I would have made him come to Washington. I don't see there's anything wrong with meeting in Anchorage, Alaska. I think that we need to start to try to um, get China in a place where we're not uh, in danger and they're not in danger. So I, I wouldn't have traveled there. And Biden's never got to travel there. If it's outside of Philadelphia, he's not going. But I, I would have sent my secretary of state. I had no problem with that. So here's a very important story. So Mitch McConnell, he's angry and he sent a message to Joe Biden. Remember, Biden and McConnell are this close. McConnell was the only senator to attend the funeral of Joe Biden's son, Bo, Only one. Now, the minority leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, sees danger, sees that the Democratic Party wants to knock out the filibuster so they have a straight up and down vote on everything. If that happens, then all kinds of crazy stuff is going to get passed. Right now you have a filibuster where you need 60 votes. And the reason they have that is because Serious legislation should require some of the opposing party to support it. That's the theory. So McConnell sent a warning, a stark warning to Joe Biden.
1: Go. As soon as Republicans wound up back in the saddle, we wouldn't just erase every liberal change that hurt the country. We'd strengthen America with all kinds of conservative policies with zero... Is zero input from the other side. How about this? Nationwide right to work for working Americans. Defunding Planned Parenthood and sanctuary cities on day one. A whole new era of domestic energy production. Sweeping new protections for conscience and the right to life of the unborn. Concealed carry reciprocity in all 50 states in the District of Columbia. Massive hardening of security on our southern border. Now,
0: remember, Donald Trump wanted to do away with the filibuster as well. And McConnell opposed that. So McConnell feels betrayed by Biden. All right. So he's basically saying, you do this, you knock out the filibuster when we get control of the Senate again. All right. And the House. We're going to do all of that. Very interesting. Power politics. Biden got the message. Okay. Uh, 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 Gavin Newsom. So he's on CNN with Tapper, who, you know, I have absolutely no regard for. I think he's a terrible human being. Um, in addition to being intellectually dishonest. So Newsom is in big trouble. And I uh, believe he may lose his job. He's definitely gonna be recalled. They're gonna vote on it, no doubt about it. Here's what Newsom said, go.
2: Well, we have 1.8% positivity today. That's lower than all but three states in the country. We have lower death rates in the vast majority of states in this country, certainly uh, much lower than places like Florida and Texas.
0: I believe we've saved lives. We're led by science, we're led by health, uh, led by data, Okay, so he says that a much lower death rate than places like Florida and Texas. That's simply not true. This is false. Now, did he lie? I don't know whether he lied. I don't know what he knows. But Tapper just sits there like this. Okay, so here are the stats. Out of 100,000 people in the state of Texas, 161 died from COVID. Florida, 151. California, 144. It's basically the same. It's a wash. But there's Newsom on Worldwide TV. All right. This day in history. um, I got I had a cancel culture thing on Sharon Osbourne. I'm going to do it tomorrow on Thursday. It's not a big deal. I don't really follow that world, but it is a cancel culture thing. Uh, You're not going to see Sharon Osbourne on CBS anymore, and I'll explain why tomorrow. All right, this day in history, March 17th, 461 A.D. Just think back, 461 A.D. All right, St. Patrick died. So that was 1,560 years ago. Who was St. Patrick? Well, he was born in Britain at the time when the Romans occupied. He was a poor guy. Um, and everybody back then was either a farmer or a soldier, all right? So he was a farmer. His family was a farmer. He got kidnapped. Patrick got kidnapped in Britain. They took him over to Ireland, where he was a slave. All right. That's what they did. They sold him into slavery in Ireland. He worked as a slave and then he escaped. He went back to England. He became a Catholic priest. All right. And he decided to go back to Ireland to convert everybody there. So he did a pretty good job. Everybody liked Patrick. And he ran around. And they said, oh, we drove all the snakes out of Ireland. No, there were no snakes in Ireland, not reptiles. <laughs> they were snakes, but not reptiles. And then he used the uh, shamrock to say this is how the Trinity works. All right. Three parts in one flower. And so he was a, a very, very kind man and a good man. And then after he died, they started to have celebrations on his day. And it started in the ninth century. It started to have uh, a Roman Catholic feast day of St. Patrick. It was a canon, he was canonized by that. Here's a fun fact. In America, the first Saint Patrick's Day parade took place in Florida, but it wasn't part of the United States. The Spanish occupied it, St. Augustine, Florida. This happened in 1601. Wow. In St. Augustine, Florida. So happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it's a good day for the Irish, a good day for everybody. St. Patrick was a good guy. So I'm gonna take a break, I'm gonna read a little mail, and then I'm gonna back and tell you the heritage of my family, and there's a
3: point to all of this. Okay, back in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's gonna get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take Away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So, on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith.
0: All right, let's go to the mail. Uh, Denise on a message board. Who are these 51% of people who think Joe Biden's doing a good job? They're the ones who got the $1,400 checks. Denise. All right. That's pretty easy. Um, Daniel Moti, Winona, Minnesota, a temporary value added tax bill. Are you kidding? That's horribly regressive. No such thing as a temporary tax. Look, if you got to raise one point nine trillion dollars, okay, a temporary value added, not on food, all right, not on essentials but on luxury items, TVs, things like that, can raise a good amount of money in six months. After six months, it's gone. That was my idea, rather than raise taxes that are going to destroy the economy. Anthony McChrystal, Massapequa, New York. Bill, sounds like Columbia University is practicing politically correct racial segregation by having six separate graduations. Absolutely. Albert Snyder, Camarillo, California. I agree with your final thought about confronting family and friends who are ardent Biden supporters. Like you, I ask questions. Why do you think it's Trump's fault that the border is chaotic? But I ask these questions respectively. The Biden supporters either give up or attack me personally. If anybody attacks you personally, Albert, don't ever interact with them again. That's the end. And tell them. Don't look personal attacks. I don't do that. I'll see you tomorrow. And don't see him tomorrow. Ellen Pervicento, Aurora, Colorado. I used to live in Aurora, Ellen. You keep saying Gavin Newsom will be recalled. I respectfully disagree. Here's why. Nancy Pelosi won't let it happen because she's Newsom's aunt. Number one, she's not Newsom's aunt. All right, so we have told you that. There's some marriage stuff that connects the two families. Nancy Pelosi has nothing to do with the state of California's recall. Yeah, she can help him out with direct money there, but you wait and see. John, in order to ask Governor Newsom, the Republicans will have to coalesce around one candidate. No, they won't. All right. They just vote him out and there'll be a list of people and you pick one. Doesn't have to be an organized campaign. Um, so that's that. I want to get to my final thought because I think you're going to find it interesting. But I will tell you that if you pre-order killing the mob. All right. Out May 4th, you get 50 percent off killing crazy horse. You get both to dad on dad's day, both to mom on mother's day. And they'll like you. Word of the day, no flapdoodle, one word, F-L-A-P-D-O-O-D-L-E, real word, flapdoodle. Back in a moment. Okay, so here is the final thought of the day. PBS uh, did a uh, trace of my ancestry in their Finding Your Roots program, and I thank um, Henry Louis Gates for doing it. It was a great show, and I learned so much about my family. So I've got some pictures um, about it, the first one is uh my ancestor on my mother's side simon hoyt 1628 simon hoyt started charlestown massachusetts north of boston can you believe it his name is on the charter to this day that's where bunker hill is charlestown i lived in boston for many years working class town my ancestor started it all right the next one is the uss i'm sorry the ss arizona here that's the boat that my father's ancestors came over from Ireland. They lost their land in the famine in a brutal situation. Two twin boys, 16 years old, on that ship arriving in Brooklyn by themselves. So what happened? Well, my family in County Cabin had two acres of land. Famine hit, they couldn't pay the tax to the British crown. The Brits seized the land, threw the O'Reillys off. The father had a heart attack. The mother couldn't feed the kids. to put the kids on the coffin ship they threw bodies over the side into the atlantic for passage to brooklyn we found or pbs found the actual newspaper account of the O'Reillys being thrown off the land it said the scene was heart-rending in the extreme manhood was stripped of means and left to pine and want and misery the women might be seen worn to skeletons with the clammy dew of death on their emaciated brows where peace and plenty might be seen a few years ago. Nothing now remains but a howling wilderness, some ill of fever, at the time were taken from their bed of sickness and laid in a ditch. All right, so my family was wiped out by the famine and the British crown. I never in my entire life heard my family, all right, paint themselves as victims, ask for reparations from the British crown demand any kind of compensation from anyone else ever. And I don't know of a worse circumstance than the British crown seizing the farm, leading to the father's death. The mother has to give up her sons because she couldn't feed them. They come to America knowing no one. That's how my family started here. All right. Now, I will tell you, my family has a Damn strong grievance complaint, but I never heard it, and I don't do it. We earned our way here in America. We succeeded, all right? We did it through hard work, perseverance, and a belief in the United States. We don't want reparations. We don't want grievance. We don't want to whine. It happened. not only happened to us, it happened to billions of other people all over the world. We acknowledge African-Americans got it worse than anyone, but our philosophy is you work hard, you develop your talent, and you will succeed in America no matter what your skin color is. And I believe that. Happy St. Patrick's Day. We'll see you tomorrow.